Don't let working from home be an excuse to not communicate and engage with your team. Now's an opportunity to invest your time to understand your employees and develop a way to communicate on a regular basis. That's according to business coach Paul Matthews, whose business and communications strategies have been adopted by companies in the UK and across Australia. A question he gets asked a lot is why is it important to have better communication and engagement with staff? Paul Matthews explains to Chris Ashmore. Good communication by leaders is really what helps set the conditions and create the conditions for employees to reach their full potential. Employees these days just don't turn up to work and win prizes or create groundbreaking innovation without the right support and nurturing. So employees require leaders to communicate and engage them. It's like putting fuel in their tank. If we want employees to go above and beyond, then leaders need to communicate really well. It's all about productivity. Communication helps improve productivity and it's a really compelling reason to focus on engagement. We know that uh, employee communication also drives other factors such as reputation, customer engagement, innovation and change too. Now, you advise a lot of businesses around the country. Are you seeing a lot of companies not engaging with their staff enough? Look, statistically, Gallup who are experts on engagement, tell us that 16% of employees are engaged globally. And that's a really scary statistic. I think the problem is that businesses often focus on the wrong thing. So it's not that businesses aren't trying to engage, they're just not focused. And some examples of that might be that their engagement plans are overcomplicated or they focus on gimmicks, which is really about short-term fads that pump up employees' briefly. Or lastly, they don't empower their leaders to really communicate well. And that's the main driver of employee engagement is leadership and leadership communication. And I'll give you a really good example. You could have an organisation or a business that's got state-of-the-art offices. They could have lunchtime yoga. They could have bring your dog to work and have your day off on the birthday, all of which are really great. But if your leaders aren't on point, if they aren't engaging you, if they're not showing their organisational values and connecting you to a vision, then employees won't thrive and engagement will just go out the window. Is it harder these days to communicate and engage with staff than, say, a generation ago? Yeah, for sure. Look, Organisations are a different place now to 10 or 20 years ago. They have evolved. Our workforce has evolved too. And so the way that leaders communicate also has to change. There are more generations working in in the workforce now than ever before. And each generation has a different learning style and has different expectation of their leaders. And some stats around the workforce is that in the next 10 years, most employees in Australia will be under 50. And one in two people starting in the workforce will have a university degree. So they're socialised in an educational environment to have their say, to have a voice and to have an opinion on things. They want to be involved. That can be quite confronting for leaders that from a different generation or aren't able to listen. The second fact around the challenges for leaders communicating is that you can't just tell employees what to do. When a leader tells an employee what to do, it creates neurochemicals in the brain that enforce a stress response. So they go into a fight or flight scenario and and they shut down, they don't respond. The opposite of that happens when leaders have 
productive conversations. So that instills a bonding mechanism in the brain and opens employees up to create and share ideas. And that's what builds up engagement. The last challenge really nowadays in the workforce is around involvement. Previously, organisations didn't know how to involve. Now that's a real focus. And the degree to which a leader involves and engages employees really lifts or limits their impact and their results. So what's the answer then, Paul? How do you recommend business leaders build better communication and engagement? Well, my solution to that is that leaders should really switch from the telling environment from a command and control situation and move towards what I call powerful conversations. Telling is a really old school ineffective way to create results. Conversations are more open, they're productive, and they're aligned to our the evolved workforce we just talked about. And for me, there are three parts to having powerful conversations with employees. The first part of that is where leaders invest time and energy in building a connection with employees. So getting closer to them, understanding them can really help leaders get more on point with their communication. The second point is to make sure that you have the right agenda. Every conversation we have should really be targeting employees to help them know what their role is, understand their contribution and give them feedback on their performance. Yes, it's important to have banter in the office and chit chat, but really leaders need to focus on connecting employees directly to the organisational goals. The last one is really around setting up the conversation. I speak to leaders all the time and I also speak to employees and many leaders don't have regular forums or regular platforms through which to have a conversation. So setting up that infrastructure in the team is really important. How does this work, say, on a practical level, Paul? If we take an accounting firm as an example, is it a matter of the owner of the firm or the leaders or the managers sitting down with everyone and scheduling regular meetings? And what does regular mean too? Is that like a daily thing or a weekly or quarterly or or something else? Yeah, it's a good question. I I said earlier that often engagement's been overcomplicated and what I try to do is make things practical, give practical advice to leaders. And I, I break this down into my three R's model. So the first R is rhythm, second R is reason, and the third R is result. So firstly, leaders need to get in an operating rhythm with their team of communicating regularly. And that means putting in the diary. So maybe a monthly team meeting, a fortnightly one-to-one with individuals, and having some kind of quarterly review on performance. Leaders that have a team meeting are four times more likely to have engaged people on their team. So it's getting in the rhythm is really important. Reason means that every one of those platforms should have a really specific purpose. So, for example, a team meeting should really look at setting the direction for the team. Perhaps the employees one-to-one that you have should really be around reinforcing the priorities that they need to be delivering on. The last one is around results. So making it clear that each forum and event aims to an outcome. So, for example, the team meetings are around clarity on the direction that the team is heading in. And one-to-ones with employees might be really around aligning them with the business goals. Well, I suppose in summary then, Paul, how do powerful conversations that you're talking about here, how do they help with the bottom line of a business? I believe that leaders that don't listen or can't communicate have a poor impact. And 
that really limits their results. The inertia and the wasted resources of disengagement and low employee engagement are not on any balance sheet, but they do cost millions over time. But conversely, leaders that have powerful conversations lift their impact and get better results. They activate employees to a much higher level. So the business case for powerful conversations is strong. Ideas, solutions, insight, feedback and customer satisfaction are all benefits of engagement. But how does that look in terms of statistics? It means that work groups that have high engagement are 22% more profitable, 21% higher productivity. They also have a reduced turnover by about 65% and have 10% higher customer ratings. So bottom line is, it's a really good thing to invest in for businesses. Paul Matthews.